Sports with Katie Nolan is fueled by Gatorade. Whatever path you take to greatness, Gatorade is there to fuel it. Greatness starts with a G. Stop talking! Yeah, just say less! Open mouth, insert foot, stop it. Oh, she must be really good. She's got moves named after her. She's doing things that no woman has done in competition before. Hello, uh, hello, my adorable friends. Whatever, the Gatorade thing threw me off. I I just felt like they were saying that the podcast is fueled by Gatorade, and like now I feel like I have to do a Gatorade-level podcast. Otherwise, they're going to say, people are going to blame them for the podcast being bad, and now I'm feeling all this undue pressure. So hello, my adorable friends, is what we're going to get today. Welcome to sports. It's the podcast that ends with a question mark, but starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. He is Travis. Hello. Christina is here. Hi. Nathan has finally returned. I've made my return, yes. Uh, and to this today's question. Hey, Katie, Christina, and the Trav Ohio State University. This is Andre from <laughs> Loveland, Ohio, which is a uh, suburb of Cincinnati. So uh, just shout out to Christina for helping with some of the traffic issues. <laughs> Definitely a lot, a lot smoother than it used to be a few days ago. Um, hey, just moved into a new place. Want to get the team's opinion on... What height should you hang the pictures in your bathroom? Oh, God. Should they be at eye level when you're sitting, standing, or somewhere in between? Uh, Really curious to see what y'all come up with. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Wow, Andre. What a great question. A really good question. And a well-left voicemail. Sometimes you guys call and you just sound like you just take the podcast. Just take it and make it yours. (laughs) Because you're very charismatic. (laughs) Really well done. Good pick, Trav. That's my new favorite thing, I think, with this podcast is listen to the voicemails. I and know. What I, Our listeners rule. And to fix the problem, you're like, you forget about some. I just created a folder where the ones that I, I tried to do that. They used, that must be a new feature. Because no, no, no. I download them on my computer oh, and created and a you folder. Put them in a folder. Oh, yeah. you're smart. Yeah, but then I feel like without when they're not attached to the transcription, you have to listen to the whole thing to figure out what it is. And it just takes I mean, so they're, much they're so time. good that I don't mind listening to our listeners. Yeah. To, or, oh, wow. You know, you oh, wow. Right back way on to, way I just got hit by a bus. One. I am underneath a bus firmly. Uh, Andre, to your question, where should you hang your pictures at eye level? of? I think it's when you're standing. The reason I groaned when he asked is because I never know where you're supposed to do it on the wall. Sometimes I'll hang them and I'm like, that's too low. But you can't do anything. Well, if it's too low, you can cover the hole you just made with the hole with the picture. But if it's too high, you're screwed. <laughs> now so you're I think screwed. there's your answer for the bathroom. Start Always start lower as long as the picture will cover it. I think that also just applies to life, though. Like lower the bar a little bit. That way mm-hmm. you, you can always raise that bar. You can bar always up. go up. You can always put on more clothes. You can always get your steak a little bit more cooked but they can't uncook it. So aim low and then Couldn't you like have them at different levels? Have pictures at different levels, Travis? Like in the bathroom. I feel like you don't have to like... Oh, so you're trying to like Ikea design this where you've got like... Are you making like a wall mural? Yeah, what are you... Yeah, you know... How big is your bathroom? I mean, I'm talking... how much wall space do you have in your bathroom? I've got room for one tiny picture. It came in a set of three. You're supposed to hang all three and I can only fit one in my bathroom. I didn't say my bathroom. I just said... I'm talking for Andre. You just think he speaks as if he lives in a mansion. You can tell by the way he's <laughs> not a mansion, but that he went to finishing school. He's got like a double vanity. Like he's got space. sure. You think he's got two sinks uh, in one room? Two sinks, one room. Yeah. Got it. All right. 
Man, I'm realizing Nathan's from a whole different internet generation. I don't even think he knows if the two blanks, yeah, one blank Yeah, we don't need... Resonates. We can just keep on moving right. through I that just one. Was ch- I saw his face not move. She's um, just you know, making him feel included. Yeah, thanks, I was going to say, I don't really even support bathroom furniture necessarily. Like, it maybe Fur- should just be... Furniture? I'm sorry, well, like, we're going to have to... Not furniture, not furniture. Back up just a little bit here. <laughs> like a, you like think a picture. that wall art is furniture. Sorry, I meant to say oh, like man. a picture in a bathroom. I wanted you to double down on it. Okay, so you don't like you don't like art in the bathroom. No, Why? it should be plain. It should plain? be plain. Just based. I don't know. I'm not. It's just for there it. for no. I get what you're saying. It's there for like a medical purpose. Go in, get your business finished, and get out. <laughs> don't get in there yeah. admiring a photo. You don't like books on the back of the toilet. No. So you got something to do if you if you have an unexpected visitor. Yeah, like a little magazine rack next to the you toilet. You don't need that anymore. You have your cell phone. Everyone goes on their phone, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Those mm-hmm. those books probably, whenever people have those like fun books of toilet witticisms, I'm like, that's probably covered in piss. <laughs> yeah. Just get that out of here. I don't want to touch that. That's like a menu at the Cheesecake Factory. Just covered yeah, in gross. bacteria. Not I would piss. say I'm not alleging probably that the cheesecake factory menu is covered. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That's an extensive menu. They may have its own section. I'm just saying that's. I meant with food. What, Christina? What were you saying? Um, no, I think it depends on how tall you are. Go eye level with how you're standing. Because yeah. I feel like if <laughs> can you imagine if you're going eye level with you sitting down like on the low. toilet, all low. of your pictures are but going I mean, to be like. Logically, I level who's standing though, like you or someone tall. Like logically, to to Nathan's point, I would say if you put it, at, it would make sense to put it at eye level of where you can see it when you're sitting, because otherwise you're spending unnecessary time in the bathroom looking at the art. And yeah, I think up. the point of the art in the bathroom is to make the make you feel less alone. It's not there to. Uh, it's not there to make you look at it. It's not there to be I'm gazed with Nathan, upon. No photos. I no, I think it's in there to make well, no, the room I don't think feel the normal. Is meant for pictures because sometimes the, it's not there to look at. You're not supposed to put your favorite photo in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, I don't. I don't want it's pictures of you vacationing in the bathroom. It's to make it feel more like a throne. Otherwise, the room is just like, well, why didn't they finish moving into this room? Why is this room so dark and barren? You shouldn't. You don't want to feel barrenness in a bathroom. Yeah, you can put wall art in the bathroom. I just wouldn't have it personalized. Like, I don't want any pictures of, like, you and your family, you and your friends, any selfies. I don't want, oh, like, yeah, yeah. actual that's a great. Pictures. I don't want to see a photo. That's a really good point. Don't put photos in your bathroom. It needs to be, like, a generic, I, like... That's a good point. Nathan's Yeah, you went to Target. You went strictly to, like, the picture aisle, and that's yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I got those three things that I don't even know what they are. They're, like, plants. I don't know. And I just hang one of it there and it's just to establish that like this is the color scheme of this room don't worry you're safe yeah go about your business but yeah a picture of you in college getting drunk looking at me while i pee not into it and yeah let's all keep in mind women always face the opposite way women are never facing the back of the toilet and you gotta respect that are you guys hearing this no what no massive drilling going outside my door right now no no. Did you hit mute? Because I didn't hear a single no, thing. No, it's on right now because I'm talking to you, but it's I'm pretty sure my <laughs> microphone's probably picking it up. Well, I, I don't, don't hear it at all. So you're probably fine on the Zoom record. Either way, you're right. It was time to move on. Um, Andre, thank you for your question. The If you've got a question like that, like a real banger, and you want to hear... Uh, Nathan's hesitant opinion about it. You can always uh, call and leave <laughs> us a voicemail. It's 860-506-5571. Hi, Hi. 
What's going on? Hello. Yeah, I was waiting for that last one. Uh, Nathan, I'm sorry I keep putting you on the spot. I forget that this isn't your job yet fully. So I'm just like, why aren't you saying that? And you're like, because I don't know. Stop yelling at me. You're doing great. It's a friendly reminder. You're doing great. My confidence is growing in my podcast uh, yeah, debuts. I got well, to be on the baseball You've, tonight you're still show. Young. Yeah, you're, it's, we'll get there. <laughs> be right where you need to be. You're great. Um, Trav, we've got so much to get to in the show today. I, d- I did a little dance for Travis earlier because I also told him I'm, I, I'm drinking my second glass of water of the day and it's only three o'clock. And I said, who are you? And I said that antidepressants might be working. So I, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, but here in Friendly Banter, we have notes from people. We'll run through these. Travis. Oh, Travis. You went to a concert for the first time since COVID. Yeah, so Luke Bryan was here in Hartford on Friday. That's a country guy, right? Yes. And it's the first concert since you. January of 2020. So right before COVID hit, I went to a concert, and that's the last one I've been to. And yeah, so Travis I, I like, is a big music guy. I don't know if people remember Big country that music guy. Music and country, And too, Taylor Swift. Thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. She came from the country. Well, she did, but she left. Uh, Go, keep going. And I just forgot about how big of just a mess concerts are, like good and bad. Like, not five minutes in, this drunk girl, like, was trying to fight this middle-aged woman because the <laughs> drunk girl, like, stumbled into the woman, and her friends had to pull her off, and it was just, I mean, it was everything. It was amazing. Was there if, hair grabbing? No, there was oh. just a lot of- Was there uh, beer throwing? No, the girl was just cussing at the woman. The, the other one was just standing there. It's happening in front of me, and so I'm like, all right, I'm just oh, going to Section four! You're like, what? And I'm just waiting to, like, have to, like, get in the middle, but- the drunk girl's lucky because the woman was going to drop her. The drunk like, you can girl's tell lucky because the woman... Ooh, the woman, you could tell. She just had... Oh, you could tell that woman was like... She's been in a few scraps. She and, was like, just going to let... She was also the, she's, gonna, she's like a dog when a puppy fights with a dog and the dog's like, I'm going to let you get your energy out and then I'm going to strike <laughs> and you're not yeah. going to like it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, was with a couple extremely drunk people one person was by the end of the concert was like sitting down in a chair like basically like passed out Damn. like i just forgot about the spectacle that is a concert yeah i went to a um one of the last concerts if not the last concert i went to this is me not wanting to admit it uh was actually you know what wear it with pride i went to an incubus jimmy eat world concert uh <laughs> not 40 years ago it was uh like five maybe four or five years ago and it rained or it was supposed to rain and our seats were like right outside of the uh roof it was like a pavilion situation so half of it was outdoors and so i i bought second new tickets so that we'd be under the roof but then to go out and get beers or anything it was downpouring and all of the people right outside of the precious under the precious roof were soaked and had just been in the mud so they didn't care and so it was just this muddy disgusting mess but a blast memories were made travis were they not or were you hammered too no i was actually so we were with uh like eight people like too too big to do with one uber and then i was like waiting for the other uber and i'm like you know what the uber's taking forever also, trying to get out there is going to be even worse calling for an Uber. I'd only had one drink. I'm like, I'll sacrifice and I'll drive. Oh, and good. I, but you didn't drink? Good for you. And I had I had two beers nothing the entire else. time I was You had there nothing the else to drink was nothing. the only thing that will make me feel comfortable. So you had nothing else to drink and you dr- That was so good of you, Travis. Good I, job. And I'm, I was like so happy that I 
did that because getting home made it much easier. Dude, I woke up Saturday. It's such a dumb thing, but the two Ubers or three Ubers when you're in a group of people and you're like, we're going to the next it's place. It's so hard and to it's coordinate. It's not walkable. It's like, uh. And trying to leave. And a it's like, who's going to call Uber. the Uber? And you want to make sure you get a good Uber. You don't want to get put. Oh, you don't want to be the, stuck the, with the drama. The outsides, Uber. the peripherals. But yeah. you also want mm-hmm. an Uber that you can kill in. You don't want to be the like the least funny person in the Uber. It's a tough. It's tough. I also, when I pick my Uber, I don't want to be the last Uber to leave because then you're last to join the party yep. when you get there. Yep. And then so you got to strategically. The first Uber pick. will get there and they'll be like, "It was the line was too long. We're going somewhere else." And then your exactly. Uber's like, "Where do you want me to go?" And you're like, "I don't know. I'm waiting to hear back." There's so much anxiety. Good thing I just stay home now. One well, where the Ubers <laughs> were dropping them off, they had to walk like a half a mile or whatever, and we were able to get pretty close. Thank you to this one guy that was working there and hooked us up. Shout just out. by pure luck and acting desperate. Shout out that But guy. then also, if I would have, I ordered one of the Ubers and canceled it. If it was, if we got in the Uber, I had an extremely drunk person that would have dropped my rating down and that wouldn't have been good. Mm. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, you don't want to get the person who you know is going to be a problem. Because sometimes if you get in there with the guy, the person who's too alpha, they'll just like, the person who's comfortable sitting in the front, not like comfortable, but they're, they want to sit in the front. You're like, yes. oh, you don't want to be in the Uber with that person. Mm-mm. The person who's no, like, let they're, me plug in my iPod. Let me play this song. Let me talk to the driver. You're like, chill, 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 chill. Yeah, they're going to talk the driver's ear off and your rating is going to go way down. Yeah. On the way home, my buddy's drunk roommate was the, I'm going to apologize a thousand times for being drunk person. Yeah, that's like, annoying. Ooh, yeah. That's like, dude, I don't care that you're drunk. Just I, shut now, up. Now, can you start apologizing for apologizing? Let's just take this <laughs> loop all the way down. Let's spiral fully out. And please tell me how sorry you are about how much you're f- apologizing. That's, but it was fun. That's me the day after drinking, though. The day yes. after when I wake up and I'm yes. like, oh, no. Even though I didn't do anything it, wrong, dude, I apologize. Places, one of the places that I uh, ordered from this weekend, because uh, Dan was away, so I just it's just me, Myrtle, and a couple Grubhub drivers had interactions this weekend. Uh, but I got it. They had sangria on the menu and they deliver it. And so I was like, Ooh. you know what? I'm here. I'm alone. Let me just dip my toe back in the water. Let's have a little party. Uh, So I got this sangria, drank about half of it, and I was like, I don't like. I don't like the way this feels. I don't. I think. I think my body's done with drinking, and I don't know if I was ready for that yet. I liked it. I still liked it when I stopped, and now I'm like, (laughs) let me back in. I used to do you a lot. Let me in. So I don't know, man. I might be Travis. I might not be able to hang anymore. Come to Connecticut. I'll come there, and we can. I can. Yeah, I think I can bring you back into it. Yeah, ease you, you can into s- it. Ease me in, slow me, walk me down the path. It's like you're yeah. unradicalizing me. You're like, come here, come on, come back, come back to the wagon. I can teach you. Or come away from the wagon, I guess technically. No, get on the wagon. Well, no, you yeah. on the wagon. Hop back on the wagon. Oh, that's right. The wagon is the drinking. I always screw this up. I always think that the wagon is going to therapy. Like the wagon is taking you to rehab. No, this wagon's going to the bar. So well, you, you're, you, you want to hop sure you on this somebody one. who wants to sit in the front of the wagon because that's then they're just going to talk yeah. that horse's <laughs> ear off. What were we talking about, Christina? You golfed. Oh, yeah. I golfed this weekend. Um, a nine hole course. So not, you know, too long. But we had to walk the entire thing. So I complained the entire time. Mm. and uh, surprisingly, it was my best round of golf yet. So I think there's a connection between me complaining the entire time and actually playing better. <laughs> you do You think? Do you think it's that you made all the people around you play worse because they were upset? 
uh, that might be it too. You know, whatever, whatever warfare. it was. I respect um, it. I, I told my boyfriend afterwards, I said, you know, I know you didn't like the fact that I complained the entire time about how hot and sweaty I was, but I also played really well. So, you know, win-win for me. And it didn't rain. I feel like this was the kind of weekend where it would just randomly rain a lot. It did randomly rain when we first started, and that mm-hmm. kind of started my complaining of it's raining. Why are we out here walking around? Yeah, that's um, but no, then it cleared up and then it just got like, it's that kind of like post rain humidity where it's yep. like, it just felt like a brick wall of air. The humidity it was gross. sucks lately. It's like the, I take Myrtle outside and the second I open the door, she's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, me it's too. Me day. too, Myrtle. Me too. <laughs> Why did you guys pick a golf course where you have to walk? Well, so they offered carts, but all of, so we went with, it was me and my boyfriend and then his two guy friends. And they both said, oh, we go to this golf course all the time. We always walk it. Let's let's not get a cart. And I said, well, why? And they said, well, because it's fun. And I said, that's not how I have fun. Define but, uh, fun. I guess well, we all have different definitions golf? of fun. Golf is a good walk spoiled. It's like now we don't even do the walking anymore. So it's really I'm not. fine with that. You had to carry your bag too. You didn't even have no, a push we had, cart No, we that? had the push carts. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, a carry bit. your bag. What do you think yeah, she's no. She would have left, and I would yeah, have carry my bag. That no. she would have left. I'm not doing that and walking around. No. Well, but you, you played, in the well, thing you said you carry my in the description though you put carry my bag. Oh well, well don't yeah, read the description. Don't you see how she writes a go- paragraph and it only yeah. could be a sentence? You got to learn how to read, Christina. You just pull yeah, up. Exactly. She's just putting words down to remind her of what to say. All right, exactly. Travis. Don't hold us to the dock. The doc exactly. is not living. The podcast is. But my question is fair. I'm okay. just explaining why you're I right. asked the That's question. Fine. You're right. That's fine. No one's mad at you. Okay, everybody, we all absolve Travis of any guilt for asking that question. What did That's you shoot, Christina? Done, Katie. What? What did you shoot? Uh, so it was nine holes. I shot a 46. I don't know which if that's bad or good. I don't not know anything. great compared to the three guys that I was with all had like Yeah, but 36 was it your best? Um, but it was my personal best, so Amazing. you know what? I'm happy about it. That's growth. That's what that's called, growth. And two of those that's guys, progress. they always walk, so they're used to that course. Exactly. That, that, yeah. They're, they're yeah, 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 yeah. I'm puffing right. and I'm that's sweating. Right. I'm out of breath. Yeah, so that's like I, when, that's I had to, when I had prepared to try to get the Guinness World Record for number of donuts stacked in a minute, and they found out that we couldn't use those donuts, so I had to switch to a blindfolded record on the spot. Isn't it just like that, Christina? Yeah, exactly, you didn't know. Exactly you didn't know what like you were it. signing up for. You didn't train for that. They did. Exactly. They had an advantage, and you shot the best round of your life. I said, exactly. Thank this is you. an underdog story of you rising up against adversity, and I respect that because Thank I respect you. female athletes. Thank you. Well That's done. exactly what I am. Um, I when, watched uh, the show Manifest. Oh, Nathan, what oh, did you want to say? I was going to say when me and my dad play golf, we're both really bad, so the way we keep scores, just happy face, smirk, or sad face on each that's hole. That's good. I like that. So I like that much better. Look, yeah. as a person who hates numbers and has said that forever, I think that's a much more it's, logical it's a great way to play. It's like, would you score? I don't know, big happy face. I don't know, big fat a big sad happy face. face with stars for eyes. <laughs> and then it's like, would you score? I scored poop emoji. I get it. I think you should do it in emojis. I respect that. I would say broaden it a little. Maybe bring in actual emojis. You could use like the angry face with the curse words, with the bleep. You could use a skull. I mean, you could. There's a whole lot. You Possibilities could do there, are endless, really. Yeah, I just like to make things more complicated. I watched the show Manifest, and I intended to spend almost the entirety of this podcast talking about it because it's that insane. It, uh, it, but I, we can't. But I just want to throw it out there for anyone who's seen it. I had like heard buzz about it, maybe seen a couple tweets about it, and then uh, over the weekend, I was like, you know what? Let me 
give myself i've been thinking about watching the sopranos over again because i am when i watched it it, the first time was with an ex-boyfriend and his family i think i've said this and i didn't really pay attention and then i saw the preview for the new thing the new one coming out the movie and uh with james gandolfini's son and it looked i got hyped and i was like yeah i think i should go back and rewatch it but i'm not ready to commit to something good right now this is my ted lasso problem and so i just was like let me watch this manifest show it was so so you've watched all three seasons all three seasons in a week so please please don't i'm not going to travis wait where do you watch so so the first two seasons are on netflix and the third's on peacock yeah yeah i think it's sounding like i'm telling you to watch it i don't think i am what i'm saying is uh, i don't know christina what happened is the buzz about it was that it got canceled on like a um cliffhanger it's also the first two seasons are on netflix and one's on peacock as uh travis said which makes me think that it may have gotten canceled or something may have happened to it between the two seasons and got picked up for that third one. I don't know. All I know is that the reason there's buzz about people trying to get it picked up somewhere else so they can, it's just like lost. It reminded me, Mm. obviously with it being about a plane, the basic plot, the first episode is that people get on a plane and they uh, land five years later, essentially. And so to them, it's very lost. To them, it's been a minute. It's been the the length of the a flight. There was like a weird thing that felt like they were gonna crash, but then the plane recovers and then they land, and it's all of a sudden five years later. They're the same age. Time didn't pass for them, but it passed for everyone else. That's the premise. Uh, hmm. So it reminded me of Lost, not just because of the plane thing, but because of the way it was just like, what's this weird mystery? And like all these little things you had to keep tabs on to try to put it all together. But it it. It also reminds me of Lost in the sense that I'm like, we're not going to get any of this paid off. There's so many things that happen that I notice that are like these specific plot things that then they just never come back to. Oh, I hate that. And it's so frustrating. But it's written in a way and it's so like constantly keeps you going, huh, what? That you, it's, if you're looking for something to occupy your time, you may accidentally watch all three seasons. The writing is not good. Um... But it's a network show, right? So it's got network show, big network show energy. It also reminds me of Blacklist. It's a, it's bat <laughs> and I intend someday to break <laughs> the entire thing down. I, I can't believe I devoted my whole weekend to it. I couldn't not. It's wild. I made the mistake of starting it and then actually like researching it to see, oh, it got canceled. But then at that point, pot committed. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing this through, even though like normally I would, if I see a show, I'll see like, did it end or did it get canceled kind yeah. of deal or how long did yeah. it go do i want to i get can't into bail it? that's my problem once i start a show i have to finish it this show got so bad at the end of season one and i mean bad by my dumb standards uh the writing on it was bad there were moments that were so corny that i was laughing at them when they were supposed to be intense that i wanted to quit and then by, I think, season two, middle way through, it started to, like, redeem me in terms of staying interested in the story. But it was like, it, I can't quit. I have watched full shows all the way through. I just can't. I feel too bad. I'm like, maybe it, maybe the next episode is where it turns a corner. But manifest, uh, if you don't start it. <laughs> just don't watch if it. If you start it, then, then you have to watch all of it so we can talk about it. But don't start it. Do you, do, do you have a show that you loved and everybody else, like, bashed it? Oh. Hmm. I don't know. 
Like Garbage I time. loved, I love prison. <laughs> I love prison break. Shout out. Oh, people liked Prison Break, didn't they? I but loved had, Prison Break. It was bad, but I Nathan feel like it was just lit up. He liked it too. A yeah, lot of my, people did it. We're like, what are your favorite shows, Nathan? What are we doing, bud? No, it's really good. This kid for a reason. It's a, it's a great I, plot. I liked it. Great show. Yeah, mm-hmm. but is it like is the writing on it good? No, I, the writing got really lost quick. Oh, it got really bad really quick. When their dialogue is like, you can just predict it before they say it. Yep. I mean, what's happening on top? I need. Uh, I don't know so if bad. there's a show that I loved that everyone else hated. A show that I loved. I mean, I there's a show that everyone else loved that I hated, what's but that? I don't know what the opposite would be. What's that? Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Why did you hate it? It's just not my type of show. Well, I just... it ended up being nobody's type of show. So yeah, you know, no, I know, which made me one. feel a lot better. About God, it, I invested so much it. into learning those friggin' names and the, where they lived and what they ruled, and then it didn't pay it off. Yeah, like I, I felt like watching it was almost like sitting through a lecture because there were so many things I had to remember for the next episode, and then I couldn't remember anybody's names. I couldn't remember anybody's backstories, and then it just got confusing. Everybody dies. It's just, it's a lot. If you like shows that reward that reward you for paying attention to good writing, that are like well-written, good dialogue, and you can just kind of give yourself to the show, you don't have to keep track of everything going on, watch Halt and Catch Fire. It's the best Ooh. show I ever thought I wouldn't like and absolutely loved. That's probably the closest to a show I like that everybody hates in the sense that just nobody's seen it. But I'm it. in that like weird phase right now where I just finished regular Below Deck and there's so many seasons to where I like fully committed to it. And it was like my comfort thing. Like I knew watching it, yeah. I was going to enjoy it. I knew that I knew the people. I felt comfortable. It was like hanging out with my old friends. I yeah. felt, you know, in my God, safe we're space. Sad. And then when it ends, I'm like, now what do I do? And yeah. so I tried watching. I forget what show I tried watching, like on Hulu or something the other day. And I just 15 minutes in was like, this is not my show. Because mm-hmm. I instantly was like, "This, these aren't my friends. <laughs> like, yeah. that's I don't know so you people. Lame. I don't know any yeah, like, of I don't, you. I don't know any of you. And it's like committing myself to a new show seems like too much right yeah, now. I get Look, I get it. That's why I watched. <laughs> I had a fling with Manifest and I had to <laughs> get it over with. I was like, weekend Let me fling. One, one of the nights, I think Saturday night, I stayed up till like four because I'm like, I'm almost done. Let me just finish this. I do not want to have to wake up tomorrow and do it again. So let me just knock this out now. Um, so don't watch it. Or if you did watch it, talk to me about it. Because what? It's becoming a trend too on TikTok where someone I will know. take a video or photo of them on an airplane and they'll text somebody like, see you in five years. That's, is that I where know, that's coming from? Is that that? Yes. Uh... I mean, I honestly, it's, I saw it trending. I saw it trending enough times. You know how they say marketing takes seven touches. You have to touch someone seven times with your message before they'll act on it. I think that I opened my NBC app to watch, uh, Dateline and um, Dateline, right? Yeah, 2020's ABC. And to watch Dateline and I saw it there and I was like, all right, fine, I'll watch that show. And then what in the world? So anyway, we're not going to talk about that, which (laughs) I may give this exact same treatment to Space Jam 2 because I watched that and I have a million thoughts, but we have so much to get to. So Travis, I'm going to breeze past what you put under mental health update that I'm not sure necessarily is mental health, that we need to promote vaccines but not show needles going into arms. And the only reason we're going to skip over it is because I feel like I've made that point a million times with my entire existence. And so, yes, Travis is right. That's his PSA in the mental health update section. We do need to promote vaccines. Go get vaccined. Please stop using a picture of a needle or video of needles. It's always B-roll footage of needles going into arms. And it's like, stop. 
Don't you understand that when that happens in a movie, I have to look away? I, and I want to watch that. You're a commercial. Stop showing me that. It's not a good sell. Don't stab people on the news and show it to me. Oh, quick official show business. Remember when we were talking about the hot dog and other various eating contests? And I was like, how much did the last place person get? And we didn't know. Yeah. Steven on Twitter, SCP4747, answered my question. So shout out to Steven. Uh, last place. So let me pull this up because I got this wrong at first. So first place in the, in the men's was Joey Chestnut, 76, right? Mm-hmm. Last place in the men's was, and I didn't know they did divisions, uh, but in 10 minutes, 17 hot dogs. That's a lot. That's a okay. big difference. 76 and 17. That's wild. Travis, do you think you could eat 17 hot dogs in 10 minutes? No. Nathan, famous no of, fame, of hot dog fame, do you yes. think that you could eat 17 <laughs> hot dogs in 10 minutes? There's no way. Why not? I, I want to see how many I could, though, now. I mean, me too. So I would whenever throw up you've so got. Quick. Yeah, if you could just make a couple hot dogs. You have to eat them with the bun on, though, thanks to your own rules. Yeah, that's why I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, but you well, could if they were bunless. So what's that difference? Somebody do that math. 76 minus 17. Travis, that's all you. My my brain. The 7 and the 6 are too close. I can't do that. <laughs> it's a 9. It's something with a 9. Is it 59? It's 59. Okay, see, I got there. Nathan, do you use Common Core to do math? Are you Was that your generation? No, I went to pull up my calculator to do that. Is that sad? That's yes, it's sad. all of us should be ashamed. So let's I'm have calling a moment your professor of right now. I didn't even attempt it. I'm not it. a math guy. Yeah, none of us are. That's none of a us problem. Are. Many, one of many problems with this podcast. We can guesstimate. So 59 uh, hot dog difference. In the women's division that I just found out about, I thought they all competed together. Um 10 minutes also 30.75 is is first place which i have questions i 0.75 how do you even get credit for that that's like the kid when you were growing up that would be like i'm four foot three and a half and you're like okay just let me know when you get to four four um (laughs) so anyway 30 this is gonna make the math tough 30.75 and last, uh, last place, five hot dogs. Shout out to Prudence De Benedetto, who ate five <laughs> hot dogs on stage in 10 minutes. I <laughs> love that. I could do that. Yeah, that'd be me. I could do I that. I could definitely do five. I think I could do that. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I just Next think year, I let's, do that. you should be in it then. <sighs> I still think five is harder than you think. Yeah, probably. Oh, it's definitely I, in ten hard. minutes. I also want to know if Prudence dipped the buns, and I know that sounds. I mean, the, her. I want to know if she still tried to do it the way that professional eaters do. I mean, she is a professional eater. I could I, eat five did without dunking that way, my or bread. Or did she eat five because maybe Travis? She's on your team, and she's like, look, out of respect for the hot dog. I'm going to eat it like a hot dog. Yeah, well, we don't know. I she had like done. one Chicago style. Yeah, one she, one. she was out here putting ketchup and mustard on it. She's like, wait, I'm waiting condiments. on my relish. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's an update on that. Today on the podcast, everything. We have a million Olympic stories. Most of them are about why people won't be there. Um, and then we've got, uh, I don't know, there's a whole baseball section because a couple crazy thing happen, things happen, including Sonny Gray looking like a dog with an infection uh, on the mound. 
Um, and then uh, what else? We've got uh, the other stuff. Just wait. Chaos. You'll find out later. What? Chaos. Chaos. That's helpful. The NBA Finals, folks. Sports, basketball, it's happening. The Bucks are up three games to two. Game six is tonight because it's Tuesday to you, but it's Monday to us, so it's tomorrow night. Giannis is doing well, huh? Yeah. Kind of good. Averaging, averaging 32, 14, and six on 62%. I pulled that from my brain. I'm kidding. I wrote it in the doc. But in the last four games, he had two. He had a 40-point game, then another 40-point game, right? Then he had that block. Uh, that block was nuts. That Unreal. Block in slow-mo. At first, I was like, I'm an idiot. Do I not see it? And then in slow-mo, I was like, damn. Crazy. And then the next game, he has a crazy dunk. Yep, on a sick alley-oop. That play was great. Also, the last play from that Tupac basketball movie. What was that I, Tupac I basketball movie? I did see something. I, I forget where it's, what it is. Above yes. the rim? It was just like that. It looked just like it. <laughs> to the stare down? Uh, that was great. But, the, but I think the most important question we got from game five... We got to focus on the important stuff because other podcasts mm. are going to talk about all the stupid stuff. But the big thing about game five was did LeBron sneak in his own tequila, a whole bottle of it, and keep it under his chair? <laughs> I think so. Because what's up? An entire bottle of tequila LeBron had underneath his, sit, his seat sitting courtside. Uh, what, what's the name of his tequila? Lobos? Lobos 1707. Yeah. Or he's an investor, right? Does that is that different from it being his tequila? I think that is different. He didn't actually create it. He's just buying he just into pays it. Pays for it and gets money out of it. He's yeah. shark tanked it. Yep. Um the so he just walked in with it? Oh no, wait, that wasn't the case. Travis, what was the case? We don't know if somebody like saw a photo and tweeted that like they just let him bring it in and LeBron responded like, What do you mean let me? It is just sitting right under oh, his chair. So so LeBron said, they let me, question mark. He actually did three question marks. LeBron, you don't need to. One will work. All okay, right. we'll go with that. B-Y-O-T, bring your own tequila. Wait, so that doesn't make any sense, LeBron. Does LeBron, okay. Does so LeBron it's, it's, not they did know? let him. I think LeBron's Does, admitting that he, sneak, he snuck it in. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought he was, I was like, what? So he snuck it in. It, it, here's the thing. When you sneak in liquor, um... And you're a plebeian. Uh, normally, you don't go with a full-sized bottle. So maybe the fact that LeBron LeBron can say he snuck it in, but that's kind of like they you hid it under your chair, a full-sized bottle. And by hid, I'm being generous. It's, you didn't hide it. You placed it under your chair. The floor that you had access to, you used to hold a bottle full-size of tequila. Um... There's no sneaking. They let you keep it. Because if I had that under my seat and that was on camera, somebody would come get me and make me leave. You wouldn't have made it through the door. And not only that, but he must have been pouring it into something and doing so for other people as well because the bottle was empty by the end of the game. Full-sized bottle. LeBron's not taken down a full bottle of tequila in a basket. Oh, no. And then still, and then walking There's out? No. just no way. So he was probably sharing it with, I believe he was there with Rich Paul. 
And I believe also a thing I want to talk about briefly that Rich Paul brought Adele. Oh. Hmm? I think Rich Paul and Adele are rumored to be dating. Really? You heard it here first. Uh, well, probably not. No, I did. Yes. Which is some um, to me. Breaking news. To Travis. No, I don't know if it's it's rumored. Allegedly. Ah. <laughs> but uh, they've been spotted together a couple of times. That's a fun pairing. I would That's have never interesting. that couple. I know. Yeah. I kind of, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But that is, so they, you know, Lobos brings everybody together. Uh, I apparently. I don't know. That's just Wait, funny. Wait, whoa, 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 LeBron's whoa. like, yeah, they let me. I'm a bad Brian bitch. Winhorse. Like, not. Brian Winhorse confirmed that they are dating. Or the, oh, the pair are dating on his podcast. Are you being sarcastic? I'm reading an article right now on Yahoo. Oh, ESPN's shoot. Brian Winhorse confirmed that Wendy the, breaks all the news. That the pair is dating on his podcast. Wendy always scoops me. <laughs> I got scooped. All right, well, uh, you Rich, heard it here second, but you still Rich, heard it. You here. heard it here thirdish, so you're it's welcome. Fine. Winhorse said Rich Paul uh, brings his girlfriend to the game, sitting next to LeBron. His girlfriend is Adele. <laughs> like how they say Rich Paul and his girlfriend. Oh <laughs> this yeah, his is the girlfriend's first time Adele. Come out in public, according to tabloids. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was the second. Well, it is what it is. Apparently, but, they're hey, dating. Brian, good, good job them. breaking it. But Katie's the one that told me. So yeah, good. Thank you so much. Uh, but so check out the collective podcast to the two of them, Rich Paul and Adele. Nice and plug. Shout out to the awesome album <laughs> we're gonna get about Rich Paul when they, if they, God forbid, break up. Not wishing that. I'm just saying the album will be. Oh, they will better be, be careful. One I cry to. That'll be an emotional. Girls will sing it in their car alone. So I'll just put it that way. Okay. I am one and, of those girls and who girls would is, yeah, girls scream is Adele's music. Well, I, girls I was say, why can't guys here. sing it? No, it's just, it's like same thing when I'm like, hey guys, that's gender neutral. So all my emotional girls be feeling their emotions to Adele in the car. And it's, you know, you can't hit her notes in the shower. It's too loud and echoey in there. You got to save it for the car where you can really just rah on the highway, preferably where no one can see you. <laughs> yeah, you're going too fast for people to notice that you're belting it yeah, out. No, I love belting out, out songs while I'm at a red light. Oh, Do you I roll the windows down? Oh, sometimes the windows me. are down too. It's the best. Ugh, you're that guy. Oh, no, you know that's that, no. You're getting dangerously close to being the guy listening to his uh, phone on speakerphone in public, Travis. No, no, no. No way. I'm just letting you know that you're getting close to the line. No. You know, if you don't no. warn someone that the edge is coming, they'll fall right off. I'm nowhere near the line, but nice okay. try. Okay. Well, I think people would disagree. Many reports are saying they disagree. That's what you do when you talk about the NBA now. You can just say reports and then say stuff. I if Windhorse says I'm getting close to it, then I'll believe it. Mm. That wasn't a Windhorse dig that you made it sound like a Windhorse dig, and I don't want to get in trouble for that. I was referencing all the... Uh, the dang. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't digging it. When, leave that in. Leave in that I wasn't taking a dig at Windhorse. <laughs> Brian Windhorse is a friend. Um, the, do we care? I put in that the fan was counting money in the stands. If I saw that guy count his money one more time, I was going to rob him. So I don't know what kind of confidence <laughs> that guy has that he's like, look how much cash is on me. And also, like, why are you counting your money mid-game? Yeah, I get it. Good for you that you have it. I love the flex, but it also was like, man, I'm getting anxious for you. On your, you're gonna get jumped. You have a lot of cash on you, a lot of cash. 
Olympics. They're happening kind of against <laughs> allegedly. Who's going, against mo- allegedly the Olympics are happening. <laughs> um let's talk about all the people who won't be there. Coco Goff, she tested positive for COVID. She's going to miss the Olympics. She's a tennis player. She's ranked what? 25. Uh, uh she's positive for corona she said i'm so disappointed to share the news i've tested positive for covid won't be able to play in the olympic games in tokyo it has always been a dream of mine to represent the usa at the olympics and i hope there will be many more chances for me to make this come true in the future she's 17 you people forget for some reason i thought she was older people forget because i thought i thought i thought she was in her 20s for sure 17 so she's got a time She's going like a junior of high school. Yeah, I mean, but uh, still, and I'm not trying to diminish that that sucks. That sucks, especially this close to it. The Olympics start on Friday. How about Jilly? That is heartbreaking. That sort of a thing happen um, stinks, and it's a bummer for our team and for uh, Coco herself. So I hope she gets better, and God, I want this thing to end. Next. Kara Esker, or sorry, Eker, I don't have my glasses on. Uh, she's an alternate for the U.S. women's gymnastics team. She's tested positive for COVID. Um, recently said that she was vaccinated, so that's fun. Um, there's uh, four alternates total, if you're wondering, what does this mean? There's four alternates. Um, I believe another alternate, Leanne Wong, is also quarantining because she was a close contact. She has no symptoms, according to her dad. That's about Kara. Um Travis, you wrote Katie Lou Samuelson just posted this on Instagram regarding her COVID-19 diagnosis, but there's nothing else there. Uh, yeah, so she posted she can't go. She tested positive for COVID. She's also uh, vaccinated. And then, um, Christina, have you noticed all the stories about how, like, uh, if you're vaccinated, you're... Mo- I mean, obviously, we knew. They're not 100% effective. Don't take this to mean anything. Uh, but all the stories are like, if you're vaccinated, you're you're especially Pfizer and Moderna. And I'm like, oh, man... Did I get a needle and it means nothing? I know. Every time I read it, I'm Ugh. like, did I just get a worthless shot and felt like crap for two days I think for did. nothing? And you know what? I'll do it again. Yeah, I'll you know what? Again. I'm going to let them just stick it, it with me or stick it to me again. But every time it like says, it. every time there's that little like, especially these two, I'm like, we get yeah, I'm it. Like, Wait. We get it. I'm like, Wait, I went to vaccine? the not cool party. I get it. But can you not tell me that I'm going to get it now? Can you all tell me that I'll be okay too? Jeez. Because you keep forgetting. I had my it. Wasn't that enough? Wasn't having it enough? Do I have to have it again? I hate this stupid <laughs> virus. I hate it. I just it. want to know the vaccine I got is protecting me because nobody's mentioning it anymore. I'm mad. Anyway, go get vaccinated, please. Uh, I was going to talk about this later, but I might as well just talk about it now. I actually saw, I loved, today Michael Irvin made a great point about getting vaccinated. And I know when you say Michael Irvin said, the story could go either way because uh, he <laughs> just says it, you know. But he uh, basically is yelling at the, it's a specific situation, but try to take the bigger lesson from it. He was saying to the Cowboys that because they're not at the threshold, which is what 85% vaccinated is the threshold they're all trying to get the teams to. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys aren't at it. I think only 13 teams as of right now are. Um, but of course, I can't find it in this massive doc because we have so much to talk about today. 13 of the league's 32 teams are above the 85%. Oh my God, I got all those numbers right without looking. I'm Good just job. really proud. Thank you so much. Uh, he's basically like, look, it, it, so in June, the NFL and the NFLPA uh, eased restrictions if you're vaccinated. So like you don't have to get daily testing. You don't uh, have to wear masks. You can, you have no travel restrictions. 
And he's like, if you're not getting to this point, if you're not, if you can't sit each other down and, and be like, let's get vaccinated, then you, how committed are you to winning? Which is like, oh, that's an angle I don't think we've heard yet in the years of talking about this stupid topic. I'm all for the vaccine, obviously. I've got it myself. Go get it. Makes things better. Um, but Michael Irvin talking about like wanting to win and doing things better, like there were a lot of things that that team was doing in the 90s that probably actually hindered oh, them being better. So like, who are you to come on and tell somebody I think like saying that they, you want to win? It's like, look, if you if if all you have to do is go do this thing that you probably had to do to go to school, uh, this thing that the you just do, it's kind of it's not your duty technically yet, I guess, but it feels like it is because we live in a society. If all you have to do is that and you're like, well, I don't know. Because you're just being apathetic. Because it's easier to not do something than it is to do something. Just go, please do it so that we can all be at the meetings, not have to wear masks, have practices, travel, do all this stuff and not have to worry about this thing. I get it and I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was a good argument. No, so I, I agree that it, it makes life back easier, but... Back to the Olympics. Um... Two South African soccer players were the first athletes inside the Olympic Village to test positive for COVID-19. They were confirmed Sunday. Um, when does the Olympics start officially? Allegedly Friday. Friday. Allegedly okay. Friday. Uh, there's 11,000 <laughs> athletes there in the Olympic Village and thousands more team officials all coming from across the globe and converging on one city. So good and people um, of like that Tokyo, makes me really Japan anxious don't want it yeah have been asking please to not do it um they have an isolation facility that these two players and i assume a bunch whoever else gets it is going to be moved to hope it's expandable god it's just scary i just think this is scary that this could be bad it could also be good and if it's good don't turn to the people who were like this could be scary and be like you over it's just like it could go it's a domino yeah we're just waiting to see how this thing turns yeah. out because sometimes it can a go couple dominoes way. fall and don't knock over others right i guess not if you set them up properly but if you let me do it it probably wouldn't work so if you tipped over a domino sometimes it only a couple fall but it this is these stories of like this person has it up oh, two more people have it it's it we watched that get out of control very quickly so it's uh i don't know i'm just like i don't want to do this again i don't want to do this again it's also funny was that- it i i have an actual question regarding being vaccinated did you have to be vaccinated as an athlete no. trainer whoever else in order to go to the olympics i don't think so no i don't believe so that would okay. surprise me because i think that what's interesting and what we'll obviously see is because that's not like an overarching, like you had to be vaccinated in order to be here. That obviously means that not everybody is vaccinated. So, and even if you are vaccinated, you can still get the virus. So I just think it'll be interesting to see how they, because we saw how, you know, even uh, teams who were vaccinated and who played in a bubble, you know, people I'm still, still got sick. About it. I mean, so I, it's just like, what what's going to happen when you, when you have 11,000 athletes and thousands more and probably the majority are not vaccinated. Uh, you know, I know. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened at the MLB All Star Game, and now you're <sighs> now it's on even a 
way bigger stage from people. Exactly. You know, it's it's just world. if from different countries if, where restrictions are different. It's exa- just and that's what I was saying like too. Is where the, the homes where these athletes are coming from, everybody mm. has different rules, regulations, and restrictions. So, well, more than two dozen athletes have tested positive now. So. Uh, small number like, in compared to please. the 11,000 yes. that are there. Well, but... so far. I remember when there were, we. I remember seeing the Twitter trending topic of one, the first confirmed United States case of coronavirus. I remember that. It wasn't long before. I think it was yeah, in it January like or wildfire. February of 2020. So, um, Cool. Uh can we talk about the sex beds? What happened? This story isn't, <laughs> we're moving on from COVID. Uh, I wish we could as a society, but we can't because it's a virus, but we can on a podcast. So there was a story about Olympic athletes athletes being forced to sleep. And this is, I guess, COVID tangential uh, on beds that are made to anti be anti-sex. It's a fake. It, the story's fake. And it's not real. But I do want to fire off so, this banger of a joke first where I say that if they're sleeping on anti-sex beds, I assume that there are they the, they're the beds that I slept in in San Francisco in uh, in Lake County. It's a full-sized bed for two people in your grandmother, your boyfriend's grandmother's hot upstairs bedroom where a family member has died. That's the is that Whoa. what they're making them do? <laughs> Yes, that's exactly. That's, that's more, crazy. You know, they're doing that for everybody. She, they that's actually called her and she was like a consultant on setting this up. Yeah. Oh, smart. okay. She knows what she's doing. So an American distant runner had some tweets. Yeah, we hear it, it now, Travis. Oh, yeah, now I hear Ooh, it. I'm going to move you, to my bedroom. You're this building is... a mystery over there. What do we got? On, is it shop me... class? I feel like I'm putting I'm in like a new door to the apartment. Make a Christmas next ornament for my mom out of wood Hold using on. a saw. Yeah, now I hear it. Now, now I can hear it. That's our audio producer, folks. It's the producer of the audio medium that you're listening to. Ooh, we get to see Travis's apartment. Ooh, I've never gotten the door. Oh, Oh, no, he's hiding it. Look at his NBA Jam shirt (laughs) as he tries to get this homage uh, sponsorship. Oh, he's moving. Oh God, we're in Travis's bed. Oh God. Oh my God. Is this how I make you guys feel? Do you feel this attacked every time I log on from my bed? I'm so sorry. I can't see myself either right now. Oh, it's for the best. (laughs) Oh, we can. So funny thing is that Travis is the one that has all the info for this story. So we we can't even move on. If you edit this out, I'm gonna be sad. I realized the other day that I don't listen to these back. You oh, I don't either. About how you edit things when you say them that are dumb, and I'm like, oh my god, how much of the podcast is he cutting out? Hopefully I will none. always text Travis afterwards and say, I'm probably actually 99.9 percent sure I'm not going to listen back to hear if you've cut leave things out, but in. please make sure you cut this out. No, sorry, leave it no, all no, in. not this. I go into this. Not, assu- not no, this I know, specific I know, one. I know, I know. But I'm saying I go into this assuming we leave everything in. So if you guys cut stuff out, then my callbacks don't make any sense. Leave it all <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> Travis, are you ready? I wish I could. I took my video off and now I can't see what I look like. Well, just imagine leaving it that way for the sake of the podcast. So uh, what I mean, we, can, sure. we can describe it to you. What happened? Uh, so this American distant runner tweeted about how these beds uh, can only withstand like the weight of one person. Basically saying they're trying to make it so that athletes in the Olympic Village aren't having sex because that is... A uh, Olympic Village apparently turns into just one giant brothel, um, sex brothel. That is. See how I Olympics. said it's COVID tangential. It's it's not irrelevant. But and then some dude for I want to say Ireland put out a video yesterday of him like literally j- jumping up and down on the bed like it's fake. 
Oh, well, they're made of cardboard, I thought. And so that's apparently they've been doing that for years because they got all these, you know, they have 18,000 beds. They're not going to be coming in here with insert mattress. Yeah. So Um, this happens sometimes jokes go over my head. I don't understand what he what did he mean? He said beds will be able to withstand the weight of a single person to avoid situations beyond sports. That's, you know, sex. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see no problem for distance runners. Even four of us can do. Are they like they're they're saying that like, yeah, that's minded, too. (laughs) Are they saying that they're so are they are distance runners famously uh, not heavy? Well, if they're made for a single person, they're basically saying like, go find like the weightlifters bed. Like if they're, if they're all built for like, they're all the same, like. Yeah, sure. Four of us can do what? Yeah. What's, what, what can they do? Insert activity. So they're saying that they could fit. They, that's what is it about distance runners that makes it that they can have a foursome on a bed (laughs) that's meant to hold the weight of one person. Because they don't weigh as much. I knew the track and field kids in high school were a little. I didn't know they were this. This is musical theater kid level. <laughs> this is band kid. You know what could help solve this problem? Waterbeds. Ooh, maybe. good yes. point. Nathan, that is a really good point. Very good point. What was that entire generation thinking? I don't. <laughs> they, do they even? I think I've asked this question before. Do they even make waterbeds anymore? We did they like shouldn't. have a podcast on this. Yeah, but yeah, I don't you know think what? we ever I don't, got we do the so answer because no one Googled it. Let me try to. You know what? I'll tell you. There's a whole lot of like. Yes, there's they still a whole, make them. There's a whole industry of um, bean bags that I've started diving into. Oh, there, there's like Love Sack <laughs> makes giant bean bags. Yeah, Moon Pod is the new one that's like we haven't updated a bean bag in years. Try this, and it's like yeah, all right. Katie, but then they, you- they always try to show people sleeping on them on their website. Like you can use a Love Sack as a bed, and it's like imagine a world where you went into. There's one where it's like you could put them in every room of your house. Imagine if you walked into an apartment where everything, the bed, the couches, all chairs, the dining area were love sacks. You would feel like you were being held prisoner. You'd be like, what's up here? Something's up. The energy in the room has changed. Why don't you have any furniture? I know. It's a great point. I just, well, I'm flustered. How do you sit in your bed and do the podcast? Like, I'm like, so just... It's not comfortable, but I have to do it. Travis the looks incredibly into, The place where I usually record most things is where Dan does his radio show the second we finish doing this. And the swap out would be too difficult. I'm like a dog that sees like grass for the first time, doesn't know what to do with like walk on it. Well, like, you can sit up against the back of it if you want. Yeah, you, you don't have adjusted. to like awkwardly lean on your side and look very you have uncomfortable. to lay down and take your shirt off. Like nobody told you to do that. <laughs> Chill out. You can lay on your stomach like this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nathan, because it's an audio medium, he has his uh, chin oh, yeah. in the V of his hands, like <laughs> that was so you know, funny, like a little kid. <laughs> Still just awkward. Yeah, well, get used to it. <laughs> Another <laughs> person not going to the Olympics, but for different reasons. Liz Cambage. Uh, there were reports at camp, or is that where they were in Vegas? It was camp that they were doing. They were whatever. That's where they're holding a bunch of those. Yeah. Yeah. And she was there and they had a whole bunch of, there were a couple issues with her before this story came out. Uh, I think she got into like a physical altercation during one game or like a, a verbal altercation. The, the articles were kind of vague about it and I'm not really sure of the details, but I just will say that is the context in which uh, she came out the other day and said the, basically that the thought of being in a bubble again 
was terrifying. She said, quote, anyone that knows me knows of my biggest dreams, knows one of my biggest dreams is winning an Olympic gold medal with the Opals. She plays for uh, the Australian team. Every athlete competing in the Olympic Games should be at their mental and physical peak. And at the moment, I'm a long way from where I need to be. It's no secret that in the past, I've struggled with my mental health. And recently, I've been worried about heading into a bubble Olympics, no family, no friends, no fans, no support system outside of my team. It's honestly terrifying for me. The past month, I've been having panic attacks, not sleeping and not eating. Um, this podcast stands mental health. And so, uh, I, you know, she made the decision to leave and to, to pull out, to take care of herself. And I feel like with any type of health, that's the move. Um, and so she will not be at the Olympics and then believe it or not, a really cool guy is driving by in the loudest motorcycle ever. Not my apartment this time. Jeez Louise, that guy is doing well in life and needs us all to know. Um, or lady. A uh, guy was gender neutral. Um, the uh, team won. They beat uh, the U.S. after she left. So there were concerns of like, we're not going to have Liz Cambage. And then uh, they won. So that's, you know, she was the team's leading scorer, four-time NBA All-Star. If you don't know Liz Cambage, get with it. That's the, um, the whole part that you don't think about is the bubble of being isolated. Yeah. I mean, duh, I mean, on a larger scale... Was that not the last year for most of us? I well, mean, that's you're why like, I was... yeah, we can quarantine, we can chill. And all of a sudden, a couple, you know, it hits everybody at different times. But a couple weeks, then... maybe months in, you're like, am I alone? Is the world am still I okay? the world? Am I, the only people I interact with are on the internet. What's happening? I could be making this up. But I want to say like Allison Felix said like she's using a lot of her money to help other people with like childcare because then you have that aspect of like, it's much easier for a guy to just, you know go and compete women if they have children there's things that have to be done like yeah it's not the that's same. also like a whole nother aspect you don't think about but i also think as obviously i don't want anybody to feel like they're in that sort of place where they need to withdraw from the olympics or they you know they're they're needing to take care of mental health ideally in a perfect world everybody would not have any sort of you know things going on in their head where they feel the need to do this. But I do think that in today's day and age, I, I really do think it's great that we're shining a light on mental health and saying like, we are all human beings and we all just went through like a pandemic. Do you not all remember that? And a lot of people are still feeling like, you know, they're still going through that. I just know for, for factual purposes, I think we're still going through a pandemic. Yeah, I don't think anybody's declared we're out of this pandemic. So yeah, and it's just, you know, like you said, everybody goes through it differently and we all kind of get hit with these feelings at different times. But I mean, for so long, nobody talks about that. And so unfortunately, you know, those types of things are causing athletes to withdraw from, you know, whatever sport they're playing. But I think that it's a great conversation to have because it tells everyone that we're just because our athletes doesn't mean they don't feel things. And, you know, we're all feeling these sort of feelings and that's okay. Your coach wasn't lying when he told you the game was 80% mental. Like it, it really, you have to, or whatever they used to say, 90, 95, 99. Something Coaches like use different. Upwards of 80. But if it was mental, I would have been a much better athlete. So, but that's another. You still have to do the other 20%. Um, and also, I don't know if you would. I don't know if you have the mind of a champion, Travis. I have it up here. When faced with adversity. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, uh, it's tough. Once you're in that place, once you open that door, I think once you've had that realization of like, oh, wow, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I think, uh, it's hard to just ignore. 
And I think uh, it must be incredibly difficult to pull out of the Olympics at the last second because of something. I can't even that, imagine. It's the same. It's the like, it, this could be bad or it could be nothing, but you have to listen to that little voice. And, you know, kudos. I wish there was a cooler sounding word than kudos, but kudos to Liz Cambage for like, you Respect. know, acknowledging that. Yeah. Acknowledging that and taking care of herself. Um, yeah, I think it's it's good that everybody's like, hey, take care of yourself. And that doesn't mean what physically. Saying, it's also it's good for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the supporters of taking care of your mentals, all of me yes. included, take care of yourself. That doesn't just mean physically, mentally also. Yeah. Is this the, I think this might be the last thing about somebody not, uh, maybe not playing, but uh, Neka Agwumake, it's kind of a very interesting situation, but also a very complicated one. So I'll try not to screw it up. Uh is trying to play for Nigeria, got the blessing from the U.S. team. That's not the official term, but it's just my term for they're allowing her to do it. They consented to it. I think she had to pay a twenty a $10,000 fee to apply to do that. She has a passport from Nigeria. Um, they it, Her petition was denied. What's wrong so with Travis? She, uh, they, her along with Chanae and Erica, all sisters have dual citizenship with Erica Nigeria. can play for Nigeria, no problems asked. And Chanae, I think, is in the process. They kind of gave her some sort of. She applied. Uh, NECA has like played on USA teams for like 10 years. And some reason, I think they said because she's been injured, wasn't selected right. to be on Team USA for the Olympics. And so she was, you know, I mean, trying she to got go snubbed. through. The- she should have been. She absolutely should have been selected. My personal and- opinion. And there, she's appealing it, and there is a stipulation in the FIBA rules that if it can help grow the game, a waiver can be granted in the country that you're trying to play for, which and it absolutely can be. And I don't know if if you can't if you can't use that waiver for NECA, I don't just you should get rid of that rule then because I don't know what better way to grow the sport than have allow three sisters to play for the country that their parents are from and the where they have dual citizenship from to let her play. Yeah. I completely agree. It's It's stupid. It's a bad, it's a clearly a bad decision. And hopefully they USA um, saying go play. I think they're saying they're appealing it again or whatever the legal language is for like, they're going to try again. And uh, hopefully I think they can go to like a hearing uh, if they, both sides agree, they can go to a hearing and then they can expedite that process. They could even make it so that uh, NECA is allowed to play pending the hearing. So it could go a whole bunch of different legal and boring ways. Uh, but we're rooting for NECA to be able to play uh, for Nigeria. And not just because of hers, the one of the only good performances in Space Jam 2, which we probably won't have time to get to today. Um, here's a headline I saw on Yahoo. Sometimes I'll click on a story for, to get information for another thing in the podcast. And I'll just always check the little sidebar on all the sports websites to be like, what are the big stories on this website today? Just to make sure we didn't miss anything. Here's a headline. Phelps joins NBC for its Olympics broadcast. Will analyze swimming. Yeah. I think this, the last part of that headline (laughs) could have just been left off. I don't think we all know Michael Phelps was going to join the broadcast and, and do gymnastics obviously, but breaking news, Michael Phelps is going to be an, an, an analyst for, I think we should do that. Like you bring in Phelps to do gymnastics and you bring in Nasia Lucan to do swimming and let's mix it up. I'm just saying, don't put it in the headline unless it's that, unless it's something I wasn't expecting. Otherwise I could have assumed it's a headline. 
This is Olympics related. Simone Biles' boyfriend, Jonathan Owens, quote, honestly didn't know who she was, end quote, when they started dating. B.S. I'm oh. offended for Simone Biles. What, um, Travis, you've got a strong opinion. Tell me the story. There's no way that you didn't know who Simone Biles was. There's, there's absolutely no way. Well, I'll tell you right now, I didn't know who Jonathan Owens was until I read Texan Safety, Jonathan Owens. So take that, J.O. I didn't even know he was an athlete. You're lying or you're offending your girlfriend. How the hell do you not know who she well, is? Not offending. I don't think it's offensive to say that you didn't know. The hell she's the goat. You should. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> yeah, I would say I, I was half joking when I said I was offended for her, but also I kind of am. Um, I would just be more so embarrassed if I were him to say I didn't know who yeah, I would the greatest that. athlete I would the, that. Here's the quote. Yeah, when I, I met her, it. I honestly didn't know who she was. It was just kind of like, oh, she's got a lot of followers. You know, she must be pretty good or something. Oh, oh, oh my God. Stop talking. You just say less. Open mouth, insert foot. Stop it. Oh, she must be really good. She's got moves named after her. She's doing things that no woman has done in competition before. I think he meant this in an endearing way that he wasn't like a stalker fan. But it's yeah. just like, ugh. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think he tried to make it his, the relationship like more authentic. But yeah, himself yeah, but deeper. then he keeps going. That's how I would tell people, and they're like, Simone Biles, you for real, the gymnast? And I'm like, man, she's good like that. Like I didn't know. So he saw her Instagram and probably saw that she was a gymnast. I mean, if he, if he I, saw, she doesn't like, hide it, right? She kind of <laughs> Google it once. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just give her a Google. That's don't all you, you need. Don't you want to know what she's famous for also? Is it like, don't you want, what if she's famous for something bad? I don't know. If I saw somebody had a bunch of followers, I'd be like, what's this based off of? She won gold four years ago. I mean, I don't know, man. She won through that. She won a world championship gold in 2013. No, he didn't see through that. He didn't see it. He uh, somehow just <laughs> yeah. didn't even notice that it happened. <laughs> he didn't which see I get through it. it. He didn't even I, do it. No happened. problem with not knowing. It's just the admitting of the not knowing is like, what are we? What's to what end? I would say it like I'm. T- I was really embarrassed. I didn't know who she was, and I feel yeah. Very that's silly. what I would. But spin now I know that. who she is. I know who her teammates are, and I also know whose ass she's going to kick in the Olympics. Boom. PR major <laughs> Um wasn't this what our favorite uh actress dating a quarterback said? Didn't she say like I didn't know he was a yes. quarter is that what she said about Aaron Rodgers or am I he, conflating two stories? Yes. No, that's she exactly name? right. She did say she didn't know Sim- Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Shailene. Sh- yeah. Shailene. Simone Shailene. my brain said. Yeah, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, she from, from, brought she, it up, I've been uncomfortable sitting Famously from Snowden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she right. said that she she knew he played football, but didn't know how good he was. I mean, what are we doing, folks? That I can almost understand, though, because he hasn't won a Super Bowl recently. So his name is not all over the place Adam, like Brady's would know be. If it's... you're not tuned into football, I can almost understand it. I but don't to know. Not I'm know not who tuned Simone into Biles politics, is. but I, I keep a general understanding of what's going on. I have plenty of friends i i'll just say my girlfriends because it's mainly my girlfriends who don't know anything when it comes to sports mm. i bet i can mention aaron Rodgers to one of my best friends from college no and way. she would ask me who how what do you talk about with them other stuff it's difficult bit. but other stuff yeah. all right so i can i can understand if it's something like it's a it's something like that it's it's not i don't know i don't know 
Oh, no, I get it. Look, people don't care about sports. If there's a thing you're going to cross off your list of things to care about of all years, especially sports is fine. You can cross it off. But just like know, just like know who, who the, the big names are, yeah. you know, and also know who Simone Biles is. I mean, that is the same. I picture her as my roommate. Specifically know who Simone Biles is forever. She's the goat of her sport. Yeah, I mean, yeah she's just... my hypothetical roommate if I had to room with somebody. So know her name. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, more news in a second, believe it or not. We're only halfway through the podcast. <laughs> we'll go fast. Um, but today's podcast also brought to you by SeatGeek. So, Travis, tell me how you want me to tell the people about SeatGeek. Have we done SeatGeek before? I don't think we have in nope. a while. Nope, not in a while. Welcome back, SeatGeek. We missed you. Um, as if you're in Daffy honor of Duck. That, I'm going to do this as Daffy Duck. Well, that's the guy who talks like this, right? That was actually incredible. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to maintain on. that for an entire ad read. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? They're so big and they get get away without caring about the customer experience. The real question is, how easy could it be if those ticketing sites cared? SeatGeek makes buying tickets super simple. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the world. Then it rates each deal on a scale of one to ten. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. SeatGeek breaks down the detail. This is so hard to do. And my computer is covered a in a lot of S's. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to clean your mic after this. It's weirder when there isn't an S, to be honest, because then what do you do? Uh, SeatGeek, what did I say? They break down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. Every seat on every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their customer. No, I'm making up words. That's not even in the copy. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee. So you can swap for tickets with confidence. Let me scroll down. Don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code Nolan for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code NOLAN. Visit SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app today. I feel like I'm breaking this microphone. It's not over. Use code NOLAN for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. www.SeatGeek.com. That's Daffy Duck, folks. SeatGeek, Daffy Duck's. Quick shout out, uh, Luke Prokop became the first player under NHL contract to publicly come out as gay. He's a Nashville Predators prospect. Shout out to him. Uh, I believe he did an interview with Emily Kaplan. I don't know where that's going to air. Somewhere probably across ESPN today, tomorrow, hopefully too. And you can find it online. But shout out to Luke Prokop. It's nice to see you. Um, There was drama in the car sports and i i want my i know our policy to reiterate this podcast's policy is to not let the union they are currently under suspension not let them speak about f1 i would like to appeal the suspension please travis order the suspension was originally brought down because uh the host admits she knows absolutely zero and is unable to make sure that the information being shared is of the right quality and a number of viewers voiced their listeners voiced their complaints um this will be the official appeal 
This is a trial basis because a big story happened. Lewis Hamilton won the British Grand Prix and it was controversial. And so Christina and Travis, I'm going to ask that you please inform us of what's happening and why we should care as, as thoroughly and interestingly as possible. Go. I would first like to say that if anything goes wrong with this, it's because I'm sitting in my bed. Travis, it's- honestly, oh, Travis, you can't make start, excuses. Bud. Not a good start. Okay, so don't make excuses for us. We've got at this. the start of the Before British Grand Prix. Make- okay. Red Bull's Max Verstappen is P1. That's first. Mercedes Lewis Hamilton is going to be second to start the race. Mm-hmm. And as they start, it's immediately a battle. Lewis knows that if he doesn't get Max in that first lap, odds are it's going to be hard to beat him. So he's got to drive aggressive. At How turns many laps one, are there? I'm sorry. I shouldn't ask questions. 52, I think they had. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Like and in a year. At a couple of the turns, Lewis looks like he might be able to overtake Max, but he doesn't. But then he's going into turn nine, and it looks like he's going to get him out. And Max is getting there, and all of a sudden, they collide. Max goes sliding off at 180 miles per hour goes into the wall at 51 G's massive Dang, accident. What? They red flag the race. So that means everybody goes over onto pit lane where they sit there. The cars can be worked on the drivers get out of the car. They do their own thing. And during that Red Bull wants it investigated for a potential penalty for Lewis Red Bull saying that Lewis caused the accident and should have gone further to the right during this at the turn. So then they are, and they're asking for investigation. Their uh, team principal, Christian Horner, he's going calling race control, you know, venting Mercedes. Then his, their team principal Toto Toto Wolf is calling the race director. He's like, uh, I sent you an email and the race director is like, I don't open up my email during the races so I can focus on I'm the race. I'm calling he's the like, race right now. He's like, you should open up your email. I sent you this. And he's like, well, you need to go talk to, the people the teams are complaining to the race director and it comes out the race director doesn't have anything to say about the issue the stewards handled the investigation and it was a matter of who had the lead and who caused the accident and how it was looking as lewis hamilton had the insight on the turn and they're saying that he should have moved over more to the right red bull saying that Mercedes yeah, they're, they're is saying, basically saying that he acted dangerously and wasn't driving safely in, in the simplest of terms. Cause I, I know you look a little confused, Katie, as to mm-hmm. who's supposed to be in charge of making I just, these did calls. Did you say someone's name was Toto Wolf? Yeah. They're Mercedes is team principal. And then there's I, another guy who's the, uh, this is where my brain was. Uh, the Red Bull director of motorsport is named Helmet Marco. And those may be two of the best names in sports. Easily. Yeah. Helmet Marco and Toto Wolf. And let's go. I love Max Verstappen of Red Bull was on the left. And how Mercedes was saying is they he didn't give Lewis enough space. So it was right. Me personally, I thought it was a racing accident and no punishment should have been handed out. Christina, I agree with you, Travis. And during the broadcast, kudos to I think it's Sky Sports that actually puts it puts it on, and then ESPN is the you know, the American broadcaster sure, for sure. it. They broke it down. Some people said there should have been a punishment. Some said there shouldn't. And there's also different levels of the punishment. It could have been a five-second penalty, 10-second, so on and so forth. 
Well, it came out that they gave him a 10 second penalty. Red Bull's still not happy about it, but that's what the penalty is. So after the re- at the restart, Lewis is now second. Ferrari had a driver that was first, Charles Leclerc. And the race begins. And when Lewis pits, he has to serve that 10 second penalty. So he has to go into the pit, wait 10 seconds before they can do anything to his car, put new tires on it, so on and so forth, leaves the pit, comes out fifth, I think. And then the race is on. And with how much science there is in F1, they put up a thing. It was like trajectory to pass uh, Charles Leclerc as he kept getting closer and closer. It was nine laps. And at the time, I think he had like 12 laps left in the race. And Lewis ended up passing Charles with like two laps to go. Wins the race in controversy because yeah. Red Bull's pissed about it. Max Verstappen releases a, a tweet and, you know, from the bashing hospital. Lewis in the celebration. Red Bull's team principal called it a hollow victory and said, I hope Lewis is happy. Ugh. Like it was. I mean, it was, it was just a lot of yelling about, hey, like who decides what's going to be the outcome of this? Everybody's saying that it was controversial and that he should be penalized even further. I it agree was with like Travis, VAR and, and VAR lasted the whole game. Yes. It's yeah. like a whole the whole they think the whole thing should be disqualified because of something he did. But it's like a replay and they have to base it off of that. Essentially and if, to see who put who in danger. Basically, if, yeah. And if Red Bull was being honest, if the rules were reversed, they would have been saying it was clean. It's just one of those. Exactly. Exactly. It's just I one mean, of those of things where it was done to your guy. And so Can they're I like, hey, dumb it was dirty. Question? Yeah. I'm afraid to, but um, so can you just explain how you said at first that Lewis was behind Verstappen and he Mm -hmm. knew he needed to get ahead of him. And if he didn't do it in the first lap, he was probably going to lose the race. How come that's true? And then it's also true that he was in fifth and they knew it would only take him nine laps to get in front of four other cars. Because Mercedes and Red Bull's cars are just that much better than others. Yeah, they're so much better. They've just designed better. It's all, well, it's, it's all about, based on like money, money. and yeah, That's it's how, how many times you win is based on what, you know, where your ranking is. And if you're number one, number two, number three, your cars are going to be built that much better to go faster and to be technically safer like how it, than some of the lower guys. How it breaks Just, out is Mercedes and Red Bull are battling for the individual championship, but also the team championship. And then behind them is McLaren and Ferrari. And those two are battling mm-hmm. to get third. And okay. so then after the race, uh, you know, they, Lewis was asked about it and he was like, you know, I don't think it feels hollow. It's, it's a win. I'll take it. And the big thing is going into the race, Max had a 33 point lead over Lewis with that accident. That lead now is down to eight points. Ooh, that sounds, I understand that. That's math. I understand it. Cool. And, and then it's funny is on TikTok cool, today. Depending. There were so many videos of people showing Max driving aggressively and basically doing the things that he's mad about. They were digging up old tweets. Oh, yeah. Oh, Receipts yeah, they were. were found. <laughs> yeah. I also right. think that it was I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that Lewis wasn't um, 
being respectful and he should be checking in on Max and how he's doing. And Lewis is like, well, I was just out there racing. I will, I'll text him right. now. I don't once think they're I'm done allowed with to text this. while like, they're in that car. Yeah. I don't he's know. like, they, I was they, a little they're better busy. drivers. They're better drivers than I am, but I don't think they should text and drive. That's just so, my yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't advise that. He's like, I was a little busy now that I'm right. done with. The and thing I don't know if I they have did. that speakerphone thing, but. Sometimes that doesn't work, you know, when you're in the car and you try to text through the through the car itself. You have cars to talk to first your car. Maybe the cars who have nicer. Who yeah, that's true. Maybe that's stuff. where they're spending their money. You make a really good point, Nathan. So when after the accident, Lewis got on the headset and asked his team, "Is he okay?" And they said, "Yeah, he's well, he's out of the car." So in Lewis's mind, I think he was fine because then there was an interview afterwards. He didn't know that Max went to the hospital. Now, Cody in one of the post-race interviews said something about, I hope Max is okay. But in his mind, he already asked about he was told Max. He was okay. Yeah, I get it. I, I would also say it's pretty disrespectful to t- take a guy who did battle his way up to first and say that he um, didn't. And of course, that's different if he actually did cause the crash. And I don't know anything about racing. So I'm just going off of what I'm being told here by my union. I trust in them. But it's if he caused it, I guess I could see why it w- they would think that it was rude. But it's also just like it's rude to go out and be like your win is hollow and it doesn't mean anything. It's like, well, yeah. And you should have been checking in on the guy and, who was yeah. in the other car while you were mid racing. Yeah. Like, how does that make weird. any sense? Well, and well, then F1 scares me to add to it. Um, expensive. The other person for Red Bull that you love his name, Katie. Helmet. Helmet. He wanted Lewis suspended <laughs> for race. I'm like. Dude, you could argue that maybe there wasn't even a punishment. You want to, like, you're going way too far. And also, F1's not suspending one of the faces of the dry, of their sport for a wreck that might have been both drivers' faults. True. But it's yeah. egos getting involved. Well, I mean, I, it sounds ego to and me money. like a, ego and money is all that F1 is. No? Pretty much, yeah. And cars, I've heard. Yeah, that's uh, baseball. You know, this podcast always breaking down baseball. A uh, couple little stories. First, just to acknowledge it, that Padres Nationals thing was crazy. I mean, that was that video was wild. Um, there was uh, it was the bottom of the sixth, maybe like mid sixth, actually. The uh, there were shots outside of the park, but from you know people that were there and video. I think it was so loud inside the park that people started to. You could Panic. you could have thought it was the concourse easily. Yeah, people thought, and so you know, what would you do in that situation? People were kind of just running, and That's then so I, scary. I just watching it unfold on Twitter, and I saw people say like, you know, the the they the Nationals say that it's outside the stadium and to stay put, and it seeing videos of people running outside, I was like, this could I don't know, I got doom and gloom. I'm like, they're did running you, towards danger by accident, which is very scary. Did you hear about uh, one of your favorite players, the act that he did? during this tatis yeah tater uh what did he do i i saw his name in headlines him will myers and i think for one other player ran over to gate and brought fans into the dugout with them oh that's cool to get them and you know always thinking about is get people to safety safety. and so they just bring them in fans were brought into the dugouts and the the teams were like ushering them into like the tunnels and trying just so you could get more people in there but for a player to like in his mind think how can I help more people? Like, I just, I thought that's awesome. That's awesome. Especially given all the headlines, one that we're about to get to of fans not acting right. That's those kind of moments where you're like, athletes treat fans like 
people in moments when it's like, all right, we got to go do this. But you were, I don't know, bringing them into the dugout. It's like that, you know? Yeah, it's like for for a minute, let's forget that we have jerseys on and you're rooting for a team. Safety is more important. Yeah, let's just help each other out as fellow humans. Yeah, what also a crazy way to get into the dugout to be like, oh, I've been in the dugout (laughs) with the team, um, but not for like a cool reason. (laughs) Not for anything fun. Uh, I was hiding because I thought my life was in danger, which is a really cool thing. Uh, Speaking of fans acting badly, which I kind of wasn't, but was at the same time, that Yankees fan who threw a baseball at Alex Verdugo's back on Saturday has been banned by the Yankees from Yankee Stadium. And then MLB came out and banned them for life from all major league baseball stadiums. And it, what happened was he, uh, I guess, Verdugo threw a ball into the stands. He's the left fielder for the Red Sox. Threw a ball into the stands uh, for a Red Sox fan, but it got it was caught by a Yankees fan, and then the uh, crowd chanted, "Throw it back!" And he threw it and hit Verdugo in the back, um, which is bad. Don't do that. Do not do that. That's bad. Let me ask one question, and that is, what do you think? What if he? What do you think the odds are it was an accident? That's what. I, so I didn't know the yeah. full story about the throw it back. I'd be. I'd love to see video. You. They don't. I looked. I didn't see it. I didn't look yeah. hard, but I. But it was not during a time when they were had a camera on the left fielder. I guess. I'm sure yes. there's video somewhere. There's probably a wide shot. I just didn't see it in any of the articles, which you would think they would include it. But I wanted to see it too. Because I, just to ignore the, and please don't ever think that this is me endorsing doing that, but just the odds of throwing that ball and hitting a left fielder as a non-baseball player, um, ban him for life, in. I get it, you're not supposed to throw, a, <laughs> you shouldn't throw anything onto the field, and that's a tough, they gotta keep a hard line on that, so teach the lesson, don't throw things, and then you won't accidentally hit someone, but imagine just try I, to throw it but when have you ever thrown anything and been yes. like oh shoot wait no, look I, out. I, and it's like i was yeah. just about to say i remember oh. very vividly i had to have been like eight years old me and my sister were like playing around in our front yard and she did something that annoyed me and so she was running towards our driveway and i had to have been like 20 feet away i'm eight years old i my dad came out because he heard us like screaming at each other fighting my dad's standing on the front porch and he said something to me and i rem- i picked up this like it had to have been it's like a big acorn like a big green fat acorn and i threw it in the direction of my sister not intending to hit her nailed her in the back of the head she starts crying. My dad thinks I did it on purpose. Now everybody's yelling. It's a whole thing. I had no intention of actually hitting her. I just threw it in that direction. I can relate if this guy was like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. And then it hits him and he's like, oh, God. which again, we don't know. We can't see and the video. I hope so that's it's the case. entirely possible he did this maliciously. And either way, he's banned for life from Major League Baseball. But ima- I just it's very funny to me to imagine that you are throwing a ball to a major league uh, onto a major league field. He doesn't have aim like that. I mean, yeah. the Yankees should sign this guy given other seasons yeah. going. Forget banning him. Like, that. like you should let him in the stadiums to play. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you take like a drunk fan and if everyone's chanting, throw it back, throw it back. He's going to throw it as he's going to have all that. He's going to throw it yeah. as hard as he can. Which is probably going to go. You should over aim, the if you're going to do that, aim like up, almost like. <laughs> yeah, don't aim throw at it like anything. you're clearly lobbing it out on. Try to get distance. Go for distance, not for. A, you don't want to throw a laser onto the yeah. field. 
but also don't throw anything on the field. Yeah, but also if this was malicious, me, no this one's making sucks. excuses for a Yankees fan. Ban him for life, all of them, I think. But it, uh, this is just funny to me to think, to picture him going, oh no, ah! and then just if watching you, <laughs> the sport of baseball. I, say, I like, can relate. No, you're no longer welcome. That is like a thing at baseball games, though, is you throw the ball back. If yeah, no, well, I was going to say, I saw a video a couple weeks ago of a dad and his son, and I forget what game he was at, but this his son caught the ball um, for the opposing team. And his dad's holding his son, like not like, you know, dangerously, but like over the ledge. And his, you could hear him saying, like, throw it back because he's teaching his son. We don't catch balls for the opposing team. I thought it was funny. I think it's cute. His son is obviously not nailing the outfielders. So, I mean, if he is, we're going to find the the video of the Yankees fan and he's going to like point at the, at Verdugo and then (laughs) with it. It's like, oh no, this was absolutely intentional. And what the hell were they talking about? Here's what you should do. If you get a ball from the opposing team, you don't want find the nearest kid. Yes. Yeah. Just get, always give the ball to a kid. Just, just don't give it, it to it a back. kid just, and then let the kid decide. Because if the kid throws it the back, kid, kid's not. No, don't. Yeah, no, no, no. Throw that. We definitely yeah, we're not advocating indoors. for throwing balls at kids. Do not throw the ball at the kid. Give the ball to a kid. And then if the kid wants to throw it on the field, unless he's rookie of the year, uh, I think it'll be fine. Good, good lessons learned all around there. Yeah. Uh, last baseball story. Sonny Gray, a pitcher for the Reds, uh, had something on the back of his pants that people thought was an illegal substance. And it so I guess to poop. either it was probably dirt. They're white <laughs> pants. OK, if it's is it Labor Day? Has it been Labor Day? I, don't, I still don't understand how that rule works either way. He had stuff on his butt and I guess he either wanted to prove or remove it. And so he sat down on the mound and started scraping his butt across it. <laughs> Like a a dog coming back from the vet. (laughs) It was the most ridiculous piece of video uh, that I've ever seen. No, not ever, but it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, And so shout out to anything involving butts. If your news story involves butts and sports, we're going to cover it here. So that's us covering it. Sonny Gray wiped his butt on the mound. Uh, Oh, this, I really want to talk about it. It's so weird and stupid, but this Bryson DeChambeau story is very interesting to me. Oh, it's so stupid. But then we're never going to get to Space Jam 2. Good. True. Which, by the way, was the longest commercial I've ever watched in my life. Um, But, okay, so Bryson DeChambeau at the British Open on Thursday was frustrated. And then I guess in an interview said that his driver sucks. Yeah. He basically, like, his clubs are custom made. Yeah, it's not a person who drives his car. I mean, literally his club. And it's a club that's been made for Bryson DeChambeau by Cobra. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, like they work on it all the time. And so he said that it sucks. <laughs> and then Golf Week, the publication, spoke to Cobra, a rep from Cobra, who got spicy. Um, but like, you know, I guess maybe justifiably spicy. But he said, everybody's bending over backwards. We've got multiple guys in research and development who are CADing, which is computer added design. So they're computer designing this and that, trying to get this and that into the pipeline faster. These are all words that are like, oh, he sounds like he's writing a work email. Uh, Bryson knows it. It's just really, really painful when he says something that's stupid. Uh, You won't find a club like this in your local pro shop. They're all made specifically for Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Quote, he has never really been happy ever. Like it's very (laughs) rare where he's happy. Now he's in a place where he's swinging a five degree driver with 200 RPM of ball speed. Everybody's looking for a magic bullet. Well, the magic bullet becomes harder and harder to find the faster you swing and the lower your loft gets, which I know my grandpa always used to say. We all know that. That's basic golf. 
the rep, another rep, or maybe the same rep also said, uh, it's like an eight-year-old that gets mad at you. They might fly off the handle and say, I hate you, but then you go, whoa, no, you don't. Which is a hell of a way to be described by somebody that you work with professionally, like an eight-year-old that gets mad at you who is never, ever happy. Yeah, I love how they say he's never happy. You have a high standard, sure, that's one thing, but to just react like an eight-year-old that stomps his feet when he doesn't get the club that, I don't know, golf, whatever. So then Bryson DeChambeau uh, apologized. He said the comment I made in my post-round interview today was very unprofessional. My frustration and emotions over the way I drove the ball boiled over. I sucked today, not my equipment. Cobra and I have worked together for over five years and they're some of the hardest working people in the golf industry. Name some of them specifically. Regrets the words he used. He is relentless in pursuit of improvement and perfection. Uh, Part of that causes me to become outwardly frustrated at times with the new speeds I'm obtaining. My game is a constant work in progress and so is controlling my emotions. Yeah, well... The highlight keep working of, on it. The highlight of this whole story, though, was was Brooks is and her Brooks Kepka. Yes. Yeah, what did he have to say? I was going to ask. He posted a photo of himself af- uh, after it's him after you know watching his tee shot holding his driver, and he just goes driving into the weekend. Yeah, didn't he say during his post uh, post round interview? He's like, "Oh, by the way, I love my driver," yes. and then That's just kept funny. going. I love the, that. The thing is, is they brought their rivalry. The difference is Brooks is great at adding fuel to the rivalry, whereas Bryson's not good at it. Yeah. Well, because Bryson's sensitive, it seems like. Yeah. Yes. And, and he doesn't know, just like how I don't know how to argue and I don't know how to, <laughs> just how I don't know how to argue. Bryson does not know how to fuel like a rivalry. He just kind of, you know, takes all the punches and then screams and pouts and stomps yeah, his feet I think and he says, my club's Because he's an eight-year-old. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was like, you're describing a, a... yeah, Pr- pretty much. I, I saw Bryson, this on just Twitter. Just make it fun. Lean into it. Just be like, ah, oh, God, I'm the worst, aren't I? Hey, I'm getting better. I'm working on it. Well, and I think that because I saw this on Twitter and I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but um, someone said, you know, there comes a point where when you have custom made clubs, it's not the club, it's you. And I think that it says a lot about somebody who can just own it and say, you know what? I sucked today. Sucked it. Big L. Yeah. Cause if instead it's, of you, saying if it's my custom made driver sucks. Yeah. Cause if it's not you today, like if you're not having, if you really are having a bad round because of your driver, it's because you didn't give the right information during the making of the, dri- like either exactly. way it's going to fall on you. Cause that was made based on your specifications, your it's input. Customized to you. Yeah. They're doing it for you. <laughs> Is mean what you said, Bryson. Go Paul. Big meanie. You're a big meanie. Um, th- t- I saw a Boston Dynamics video. I'm at this point now. When you guys see videos of robots doing things, um, do you still go like, whoa, that's cool? Because I'm way past that. Oh, no. I go, yeah, ooh, same. that's scary. That's what that I video. Say. It's apparently from December 2020, but I saw it yesterday and it was making the rounds. It's of the Boston Dynamics robots. It's two of the like standing tall humanoidish robot robots and then one of the dog like robots dancing to the beat um, with rhythm smoothly to a song better than many people I've seen dance. Um, and it's terrifying. It seems like a scene in a movie where all the idiots are entertained by the by the 
distracted by this funny video of, oh, look at the silly thing this robot's doing. Meanwhile, <gasps> the other robots are sneaking into your house and taking yeah, this your is, things. And this is some iRobot ish i yeah, do not um, i don't it, support normally when boston Dyn- like when their robots do stuff you can still are like oh it's a little jerky in a way that's like a robot or oh it doesn't fully look this like is a this. human yeah it i don't like it whoa Ooh, it's like boston. hopping and oh i don't like this i'm clicking out Goodbye. yeah it's so i just wanted to make sure everybody knows that those are actually scary they're not um cool and fun and who if owns a robot Boston can do... Dynamics? Follow the money. I don't know. I have no That's idea. What's I'm curious. Is who is owns that company? Because if he's like a creepy yeah. dude or like a scary looking dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm quite Jeff Bezos. I'm scared. I don't know. I've seen Let's one see. of those robots as like a cop, like in actual practice out on the streets. Mm, walk, that's and scary. it's like that's a no I, for me, RoboCop. I don't even like the robots that clean the grocery store. I was just yeah. going to say the ones that around. like, like roll around. I won't even let a Roomba in this house. That's not happening. I'm not inviting nope. the vampire in. Stay out there. This I'll podcast my is against floor. robots. Yeah. Yep. Get him out of here. Anti-robot. Dan made me unplug my Alexa when he half moved in here. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. So I'm, I'm team Roomba. I uh, like Roombas. No. Well, Nathan, it's been fun. Yeah. You'll like it till it, <laughs> till it rises up. I'll take steals your identity. <laughs> buys You'll like it until cooler. you don't get a job at a college because a robot got your job. That's right. See? Well, that's a different oh, and more serious conversation that I'm going to run from. Um, should we do space? Ja- like, what? Do we, we have do enough time space? to dedicate? We no, don't. we don't. I want to. I want to talk about it so badly because I have so many Can mixed I just feelings. Say that, so I want to talk about it so badly that I thought about doing that, and then I saw the discourse online was people being like, "It's a movie for kids. What do you want from it? Stop taking it so seriously." And I get that, but like the Lego Movie was a movie for I've kids. I've got an and idea. I loved that movie, Travis. Let exactly. me just finish first, maybe. <laughs> no, because I don't want the you to Lego say movie, anything. I'm Hold not going to say anything. I'm just going to okay. talk. Let Jesus. Have a little trust. The Lego movie was a movie for kids, and I loved that. I remember when Shrek came out, it was a movie for kids, and people were like, oh, it's kind of cool because they put in jokes for adults. You can make a movie for kids. Kids are, mm-hmm. if, if the thesis is the kids are dumb, then just visually give them things that are interesting and keep them entertained, but you can also make the story make sense. Like uh, Soul, which you can watch on Disney Plus, is mm-hmm. a kids movie, but it was heavy for adults too. Or and Inside like, Out is another one. Yes, and their concept with Inside Out, it was their concept of mental health. And with Soul, it was their concept of life and the afterlife and who we all are and why we're all here. Those were actually kind of poignant and interesting while not being too heavy for kids. That's the So don't tell me that Space Jam is a kids movie and therefore... I can't say that it made absolutely no sense and had nothing to do with space. And it was, it was a commercial. It was a commercial for WB. Uh, it was a commercial for a number of different uh, properties that had nothing to do with Space Jam. It was uh, uh, the plot was a mess. What, Travis? Go ahead. Do you have a guest lined up for? Not yet. Wednesday? You know that I don't. It's Monday. We could what? do. We could save all this. And do My the point pod. Is that I think at first I thought we shouldn't talk about it that much because people were like, who cares about your space jam? Let's case. do an entire pod on but it. Then I'm like, then I w- had that thought about the Lego movie and such. And so now I'm, I do think talking about it is valuable, but devoting an entire podcast to it does feel pretty dumb. It's a kid's movie. We don't have to d- dedicate an entire podcast. I to don't it. think we, I think we should just say, I'll tell you the part where I turned it off. The part where I turned it off, because Christina, you said you couldn't get through it. I did turn it off, yeah. And Nathan, you turned it off? 
turned it off during the game. Travis, did you watch it at all? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so Christina, the part where I turned it off, uh, there's so the the concept basically is that they're stuck in this computer. Uh, we won't get into it. But <laughs> Like the dub, it's the Warner Brothers computer verse and the way that it's structured in this movie that thought about it for three seconds and wrote it down um, is that each different um, part of the Warner Brothers world has its own planet. I had higher hopes where they make it space. Yeah. So they fly Marvin the Martian ship to all these different. So they get to Looney Tunes planet and LeBron becomes a cartoon. Just like a Looney Tune. And then the Looney Tunes come off of the Looney Tune planet and fly to other planets. Like they go to the DC planet and they're cartoons still. And I'm just wondering, what's that about? They should have turned into DC. Why is DC world a cartoon? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and then it it wasn't like a different, it wasn't like comics. It just was a cart. It was the same type of, it didn't make sense. But anyway, when he gets to Looney Tunes world and he falls out of the sky like Wiley Coyote would and he goes through the ground and leaves a hole in the ground. That hole is shaped like a Nike swoosh. And when that <laughs> happened, I almost turned the movie off. I was like, I'm not, I'm watching a commercial. I can't be a part of this anymore. I have to go. Um, I gave it maybe five more minutes after that and I, I didn't turn it off. I fell asleep and woke up and was like, Ugh. Turn it off. The quote unquote monsters in this game are based on Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard, Diana Taurasi, and Neka Agwumake. Uh Clay Thompson gets the short end of the stick by a, by a mile. The name of his character is Wet Fire. <laughs> and is he can be water and then fire. Now, when, that he's, makes sense. when he's water... You can't block him because he can run through you. But you can also run directly through him. Uh, if you watch the movie, paying attention only to Clay Thompson's character, Wetfire, he gets incredibly disrespected the entire film. He never really does anything valuable. He just is there. Wetfire is a terrible name. Name it Wet Heat. Call him, you know, sp Splash Flame. Wet fire hyphenated is like the <laughs> first idea in a brainstorm and they put it on paper uh damian lillard is a character named chronos he's basically a, a robot but he it, his magical power is called dame time yeah like what and i just want to know if his name like, is chronos why is it dame time so his what's his magical power he can tell what time it is no he can turn looking? he can slow down time crazy amounts he can turn and later we find out spoiler alert granny can turn time up on, so then he gets old um it, uh, I anthony honestly, davis I is called the brow his name is the brow but he's a bird and i guess it's because if you uh, Overaccentuate a unibrow. It looks like wings. It looks like a bird that I would paint on a when I was in second grade, and I would make pictures and you draw a bird by doing a V. I guess that's where they got it from. But what does that have to do with your eyebrows? Nothing. Nothing. This movie makes no logical sense. The name of the video game that LeBron's son Dom invented is Dom Ball. Can you imagine creating your own video game and naming it like Katie World? It's like nobody <laughs> who cares about Dom. Why would you make it Dom Ball? LeBron would do that. That sounds though. like where porn stars go to celebrate. You know what I mean? It sounds like a, a very niche convention happening in Vegas. Dom Ball. 
And I just, I, I, uh, I won't get yep. into how terrible LeBron's acting is. I won't. It's not good. I'll tell but you it's this. So here's the bad. Way you can tell because most of his lines, he's off camera for. Which yes. means that they're, or most they're likely not ADR, which means they're done in a booth because he could, I didn't. Yeah. And look, athletes don't have to be great actors. That doesn't have to be That's that not way. your thing. I get it. But then just don't do it. And it's not my so thing either. References. I wouldn't be good at it. There were so many moments where you were like, but they've, but these tunes, these exact tunes, the loony ones, they've done it before. They've learned this lesson already. Why do they have to learn this lesson again? And then the movie kind of winks enough times at the fact that it existed already but not in a way that's satisfying it does it and you're like okay so you do know that it happened and jokes are made about michael b jordan kevin hart and yet don Cheadle plays the bad guy and nobody recognizes him as don Cheadle. i don't under is in this universe is don Cheadle not a person none of it I makes any not. sense lebron cast his family instead of just using his family to play his family he cast it <laughs> so other originally people. I was if, interested. If I'm your wife and you cast somebody hotter than me to play me, we're going to, I don't know, are we going to have a problem or is that a compliment? Yeah. It's weird. Also, I looked into it before I started watching it. I looked into it to see if it was his actual family or a cast. And I was like, you casted your family. It's really, just, it is. There are so many logical flaws and the, the, the audience of this basketball game are all from WB property. I will say shout out to. The winners of Space Jam 2 are the extras. There are extras who I hope are featured extras and are getting that extra level of pay, although I bet it's not that much, who are dressed as like the penguin. Um, there's uh, Pennywise, the clown from It, are just in the background <laughs> hyped the whole time to watch a basketball game. And there's so many of them. It's just, again, an ad for Warner Brothers of like, we own all these movies, every, all of this, everything the light touches is ours. But it's like, you've got some dark movie properties that maybe I don't think should be just casually watching a game of Dom Ball on a Sunday. Why do we have it in the background? It's why are we weird. doing that? King Kong was there, but yet couldn't play. It's like, why aren't any of it's. Also, I'll add to the people that say it's a kid's movie. The flaw in that is. The original was a kid's movie, and then you make a remake that many years past, you know that the adults are going to watch it that were kids when the that's first not one the came flaw. out. That's one way to approach the logic, but the flaw is that you can make a kid's movie that's enjoyable for But then you can't make the argument that it's a kid's it's a requirement. movie. You, who has to bring the kids to the movies? The kids can't drive, so at least reward the parents who paid for the ticket. The parents are paying for the ticket. So saying that like the kids, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, give me a little something. And they gave me nothing. The name of the villain is <laughs> Al G Rhythm. I wanted to throw my television out the window. I'm upset. It hurt my feelings. I, I don't like their new uniforms. I, just, well, I just hated everything on. about this. We'll I, move I, on. But I just wanted to say all that and then cough. I hated it. This OG Space thing, Jam, best Space Jam. It That's it. Yeah, I mean, but it, even that. It, they all have flaws. Look, you can love things and think that they stink, but this one just, it's straight I'm a little up. nervous about bailed. what's next, though. Uh, I wrote for Travis. Don't click until the podcast. Oh, yeah, what I got, is this? I found a story that I thought it would just be, that you would really like, but I didn't want you to react right. to it until gonna, you read it. The headline of click the story. It? Yep, which is all Oh, it's from Bro Bible. Okay. Guy who got stuck under an ATV for two days says he relied on Keystone Light to survive the ordeal. 
No, no action, Travis. You have to say words. <laughs> I'm just. He's not. God love this man. A God love this man. A 53 year old Wisconsin man credited his stash of Keystone Light for helping him survive a scary ordeal. He turned to the beers he had stored after getting stuck under the vehicle for two days following a crash. That's Read what more Keystone, about what, beer here. And then there's a link. That's what <laughs> Keystone is there for. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not there to enjoy. Oh, no. it's a Keystone Light is podcast. amazing. Keystone, sister beer to Coors Light. Oh, is it? Then it's delicious. Then I love it. Yeah. Anyway, Trav, I just thought that sounded like something you and all your tactical gear would enjoy getting into. I do enjoy that Travis story. Take Thank out you. I'm going to read more about it later. And use it to pop open a can and shotgun it from underneath his ATV. Uh, I think we have time for one more voicemail. Travis, you want to hit play? Hi, my name is Joe. I live in Pennsylvania and work at a ski resort there. Um, you guys made me feel pretty old today when you were discussing apps and QR codes at, for menus and whatnot. So I was curious, what makes you feel old? Thank you for your time, even though I'm probably blurring a little. Maybe someone couldn't edit that out. I don't know how you do one. He can't. But I, I do appreciate your positivity. Thank you. Joe, thank you. Did he say he loved me and he meant it? I don't think he did. No. Well, I love you and I mean it, Joe. It can be a one-way street. Uh, thanks for letting us know that you work at a ski resort. I don't know that that had anything to do with it, but I like it. Jim now we know we can get Sounds discounts. Um, I didn't mean to make you feel old. I'm sorry. Do you not know what a QR code is? You should go. You should. It's not a NPC. What's the word? You should word? Google it. And by Google, we NFT. mean go on the internet. NFT. Yeah. Do you know what I mean when I say Google? You should go to www.google.com. Ask uh, Jeeves. Yeah. Just let Jeeves know that you've got a question, a query. Uh, what makes me feel old? Everything. Uh, I think we've said this before, but when the, the children of athletes you rooted for growing up are starting to be talked about, uh, it feels, it makes you feel old. Patrick Sertan, the second getting drafted was, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's and then tough. I think I my was... iPhone bringing up memories from 15 years ago. I wish it would cut throwing that. that in my I wish face. it would stop showing me my ex Stop that. I'm like, yeah, stop I... that. Only I left him in the past. Deleting Stop them, but that. Don't, yeah, please don't remind. On this day. <laughs> like, no thanks. Yeah, I don't need to know what happened this day 15 yeah, years ago. I know what was I, behind I that smile. It. I'm good. I don't need to see that picture <laughs> where I was faking it. Um, my niece and nephews using words and lingo that I'm like, excuse me. Okay. Can we stop trying to make chuggy happen? Whatever that stupid word what? is. That's the dumbest huh? word I've ever heard. Chuggy? Chur- chu- Nathan, are you aware of this word? Yeah, Nathan, a- what's this? It's a thing. I haven't that, heard it, Good. So good. Then let's not talk about it because then I'll be part of the problem. It's a word I've seen people trying to make happen that I'm like, I'm never going to use that word. Please don't bring that around me. Um, like my niece and nephew have this phrase, bussin, bussin, no kizzy. <laughs> the way he said that, like it hurt coming out of his mouth was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And how I will uncomfortable never be able to recreate Leaning it, back in your bed. <laughs> Travis, the video of this pot, I need you just to trim that part for me. So I have you going bussin, bussin, like it hurts to say. And then they also say on God, on God, which okay. is basically saying I think like, they're just, they say it the twice is just emphasis. I think. Yeah, but it's just the phrases. I'm like, what are you talking about? It just I mean, makes you feel so old. I could tell you exactly what that is. Oh, here's another one. Champion gear is popular. Yeah, that's 
Yeah, that well, that, that's dumb. been a thing for a little while That makes while me now. feel like I should have been the hoarder I've been fighting against being my whole life. Because yeah, if I had kept all the garbage that I wore as a kid, now it would be cool. Back then, it meant that you didn't have the money to shop at Abercrombie and Fitch. Exactly. See, I'm pissed because I grew up with my mom telling me that I need to stop holding on to things because yeah. I place sentimental value She's in things wrong. I shouldn't. I know. So... I was always told to donate all of my clothes as I get older, the ones that don't fit, the ones and I don't should. wear. And, you and should. I should. But, but if, if I held on to those sketchers from seventh grade, well, they, they came back sit, around. They wouldn't fit, I hope. If if you if there's the argument, the lesson here is if there's an article of clothing you really love that's out of style, hold on to it. If you genuinely yeah. still love it, hold on to it because it'll come back. And you can't hold on to everything. Everything moves in a cycle and buying clothes is essentially just a scam. They, fashion exists to get you to spend. It's all capitalism. And folks. fast fashion is a scam. Yeah. So it's, you know, let's not even get into any of it, because if we don't have time for Space Jam, we don't have time for it. But just you should uh, donate your clothes. But if you like a sweatshirt a lot or something, hold on to it. Don't get rid of it. Just because people say that it's chuggy or whatever. Oh, no. No, I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. Um, That's it, right? Travis, did we do enough of those? I think we did. We have to go. I think so. Um, Because my internet's going to stop being good. That's it for this week's edition of Sports. The first one, at least. Shout out to SeatGeek and Everlane. We love our sponsors. Don't forget to use our promo codes because that's how they know that you love us, too. That's how we show love. In a capitalist society. And be sure to check out the Low Post slash Hoop Collective podcast after game six. Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst, you know, they're from those two separate podcasts. So, well, they come together and they have everything on either the Bucks winning a title or the Suns forcing a game seven, because that's what's going to happen. I don't mean to tell the future. Nostradamus over here. Uh, plus 30 for 30 is back with Breakaway. Wow, two? I have to do two now of these? Are, are people doing mine? Are people telling people at the ends of their podcast to listen to my podcast, Travis? Yes, they are. Cool. Well, then let me tell you with joy that 30 for 30 is back with Breakaway, a film about WNBA superstar and activist Maya Moore. I've actually heard this is really, really, really good. And I want to watch it, but I haven't yet. And I also want to watch the, I'll talk about that later. I'm in the middle of this. This film explores the story of Moore, one of the best basketball players in the world, stepping away from the sport for a remarkable reason to fight for a man she believed was wrongly imprisoned. Have you guys watched the Osaka thing yet? I want to watch that too. No, but I want to. Yeah. All right. Well, we have lots to watch. I guess I'll go watch Manifest again. Big thanks to you guys for listening now and then a second and then a third time. Today was fun uh, on different streaming services. Get them numbers up, dude. Put us on the scoreboard. Or you could always just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them like this one from Redhead Liz that says, I have loved every iteration of sports and I wasn't sure how it would go minus Ashley. Katie is a phenomenal host and the union really compliments her style. And Nathan's cool, too, she said. I love every piece of content, especially the Thursday interviews and mental health updates. Well, shout out to you, Redhead Liz. You're the best and we love you and we mean it. Travis, I thought was going to say something, but he's just, I think he's asleep. I think he's uh, just don't forget uncomfortable. That, don't forget that you can always leave us a voicemail number is 860-506-5571. Save it in your phone and we're then boom, we're friends. Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Christina. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Nathan. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>